You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. judgment is completely flawed and what is more you've blown cases before cause you're clueless and a fraud i mean don't 
Yes, she is. Lauren Mayer getting us started today with, a, you know, come on, Eileen, it's spelled differently, but it's pronounced the same way. Uh, <laughs> those of us who remember the 80s. Um, yeah, Dexie's Midnight Runner, I believe, was the name of that band. Anyway, it is a Thursday. Howie Klein is back this week. Um, we got lots to talk with him about. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out where to start. Today is one of those days where you just throw all this shit against the wall and see see what sticks. Uh, the... the um, uh, I got to tell you, that I, Lauren Mayer, by the way, did I not say that? I'm, I'm a bit discombobulated today, so uh, pardon me. You know, I, I, it's it sucks because I'm having a shitty day, but I've been doing so well lately, you know, working on the depression. Um, and uh, today, <clears throat> it's just everything that could go wrong is going wrong. So, And the stuff that's happening is, uh, it, it's, it's, it makes you want to just... Well, me, I don't want to talk for you. It makes me want to just turn everything off and go crawl back in bed. Um, starting with, first of all, Maui. Can we say, oh my God. And, and the idiot people who still think that climate change is not a thing. Just open your eyes. Um, it's devastating what's happening there. I've only been to Maui once. I've only been to Hawaii once. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm horrified by what's happening there, but it's happening everywhere. So I don't think there's anywhere safe on the planet from, forget the political devastation that's happening, but the planetary devastation. So so watch. <laughs> Thank you, Barton. Barton Hand says, your sound and video are working great. That's something good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm dealing with this shit here. I'm not going to get into now because it'll freak me out. But, um, you know, yeah, listening to the, the, the sweaty orange guy, did you see any video of him? I won't play any sound of him. Don't worry. I, I, I don't want to assault my mind. I'm certainly not going to do it to you. Um, but he, he had a rally somewhere. I, I honestly don't pay much attention to him. Only what I really have to. But, Trump um on Tuesday uh, Tuesday two just two days ago he did a thing in New Hampshire right he had a rally in New Hampshire that's when he was sweating bullets as you see that's the definition of flop sweat he is sweat uh he is sweat personified anyway he went on and on about Fanny Willis now we are waiting momentarily, but it looks like it's going to be next week, uh, perhaps Thursday. So next week, the grand jury finally in Atlanta, in Fulton County, will hear the case that Fonnie Willis has amassed against the former guy and his minions um, for what he calls a, a perfect phone call. Yeah, it was perfect if you're trying to uh, uh, strong arm the Secretary of State into finding upwards of 11,000 votes that you didn't get um, and and throwing an election to him. Yeah, in that, in that sense, I guess it's perfect. The man who lives in opposite world. But it's not enough for him to lie about the facts of the case. Now, he's lying about Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. Did you hear this? 
again, I'm not going to play. I, I'm not going to play. But, but he ran an ad. Wait, did I pull this ad? Hold on a second. If I have the ad, I'm going to play it for you because it's astounding. And it doesn't appear that I do. I guess that's a good thing. Um, I know I, I, I downloaded it somewhere, but yeah, I'm having one of those days. So anyway, he, he um, he's... Uh, uh, Here, I I have a quote. I'll read it to you. It would be better than hearing his voice anyway. Here's what he said at this rally in New Hampshire. Through the sweat. Oh, there it is. There's video. Uh, Should I play it for him? You know what? I'm going to, I'll give you my impression of him saying it rather than make you listen to his voice. They say there's a young woman, a young racist in Atlanta. They say she was after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is a person who wants to indict me, wants to indict me for a perfect phone call. Ick. Can we say ick? You can say it. Say it together. Ick. So he's alleging that that Fonnie Willis had an affair with either the head of a gang or a gang member that she was prosecuting. Well, none other than Howie Kurtz. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. Howie Kurtz, the media uh, reporter from Fox, not news, um, decided, said that something doesn't look right here. And so he wrote a column and he said that, well, here, I'm going to read to you from the column. He said, Trump has repeatedly called a Willis a, quote, racist, but he went a step further at the rally by saying this. They say that she was after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is the person that wants to date me. Howie Kurtz then continues, that is an extremely serious charge, one that could lead to indictment. So he writes, I did a little digging. It all stems from a Rolling Stone article and a guy named Mondo. Mondo was the co-founder of a group, a gang called Young Stoner Life, YST. I love the names, right? As Newsweek noted, Willis was promoting, uh, was pro- sorry, Willis was prosecuting the group as a criminal gang back in 2019. Mondo was quoted by Rolling Stone, here's the quote, as saying, the two of them had a, quote, cool relationship. She's almost like, not really street, but she, understand, she understands what goes on, bro. She understands life to a certain degree. She ain't trying to take all these little black dudes down. She ain't that type of woman, man. I'm telling you, she's not, end quote. Mondo never said that they had a romantic relationship, just a cool attorney-client relationship. So much for the charge. And then Howie Kurtz includes the passage from that Rolling Stone article that, that basically says the same thing. Mondo says that Willis was a great attorney for him, and she wasn't. She was a prosecutor, but getting his aggravated assault charge dropped to a lesser one and having him sentenced to a program in lieu of prison time. He says that even after his sentence, She worked to get him an early release from the program due to COVID. And beyond her casework, he says that the two shared a, quote, cool relationship with her being aware of his rap career and even using it in her defense. This is what I don't get. She wasn't a 
she she wasn't a defendant. She wasn't a defense attorney. Um, so I'm a little confused. But anyway, it, it sounds like she was a prosecutor who actually, you know, cared about human beings. Anyway, um, so that um, that's that. Yet Trump insists that um, they had an affair. This man makes shit up. And 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 tells anybody who doesn't buy his bullshit that um, that 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 she that that you know that they're crazy. This is the different definition of gaslighting. Um, here, Rolling Stone has an article about it today too, and it says. Uh, here, it's even better than reading from Howie Kurtz. In January, Rolling Stone spoke to rapper YSL Mondo, who co-founded the Young Stoner Life music label with Young Thug. I guess I, I, this is my Ari Melber. To, I, this is the kind of music I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not a rap fan. But anyway, I guess he did. she did represent him. Oh, Okay, this is what Rolling Stone says. Willis represented Mondo during a 2019 aggravated assault case and would later go on to prosecute YSL's young thug and 13 other defendants in a RICO case, alleging that the music group had affiliations with gang violence in the Atlanta area. All right, I guess I don't know enough about Fonnie Willis, but maybe she was a defense attorney before she became a prosecutor. It's the only thing I can figure, because otherwise this doesn't make sense here. According to Mondo, Willis's prosecution of Young Thug ran contrary to the impression he developed of the prosecutor when she represented him. Uh, he told Rolling Stone, quote, this is not her character. This is not who she is. I done had auntie to nephew, mother to son type of talks with her. I know this is not her character. This is what made me start looking at the YSL case like I know it's bigger than just her. It's politics behind all this shit. It's other people that's behind pulling her strings. So that's what um, that's what Mondo said. But keep in mind, never once did he allege that they had a romantic relationship. But sorry, I'm going to play it. You might want to you might want to uh, close your ears, but. Here, here's what he said. They waited, and I probably have another one. They say there's a young woman, uh, a young, young racist woman, uh, in Atlanta. Racist, say racist. Uh, and they say, I guess they say that she was after a certain gang, and she ended up having an affair with the head no, of the gang or she, a gang no, member. No, you said that. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems, but she wants to indict me to try and run for some other office. Uh, what's going on in this country is, uh, and by the way. Wants to indict me for a perfect phone call. This was uh-huh. even better than my perfect Bullshit. call with Ukraine. Bullshit. Remember that? Bullshit. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Bullshit. the button got stuck. Bullshit. Bullshit. But perfect call. This this man lives in opposite world. Now, do you understand what I'm talking about when I say opposite world? Opposite world. It, when when Which is where Donald Trump lives. Everything you thought you knew, you never knew at all. Sideways is straight ahead. Facts no longer matter. Reality is now fiction. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop. Opposite, opposite world. world. Okay. Um, Robert. Robert in Naples. Hi. Hey. Hey. You feel better Donald Trump than Donald Trump. I, I, yeah. Well, you know. 
you, you got to make sure to get yeah. the sniffs in, and then the the yeah. overblown uh, enunciation. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't keep the Adderall in there; it's expensive. Try to get the help. Yeah, you just got to be more obnoxious and just a total asshole. Yeah, you know? right. And I know it's hard for you to do, but it's in there. Oh, I can do it. I can be a total asshole. <laughs> believe me. Hey, Nicole, yeah. Ohio. You know, he talks about hey, Riley's. Yo, way to go, get... Ohio. Sorry, I can't help yeah, myself. Yeah, but listen, you know what Biden needs to do and say? What? Right now, real quick, say, hey, you Trumpers, you say I don't have rallies? That was a rally. Yeah. My people rallied to the polls in Ohio, and we're going to do that everywhere. It, it's, you know, Damn that's straight. a rally. We don't, need to, we don't need to hear a guy, you know, play the oldies. You know, we got, we got a guy that gets us motivated to show up. You yeah, don't have that's that. That's true. That is true. Yep. All right. I wanted to say another thing about, and I just just fell out of my brain. Yeah. But I'll find it. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's talking about, um, oh, boy, oh, the Twitter thing. You know how he... He, uh, tw- you know, the government went to Twitter. Yeah, and said so, we need to so, see his, uh, so what happened, uh, what we learned, just so for people who, you know, are, aren't up on it. So we learned from a, a, a court filing yesterday, apparently, that uh, Jack Smith had subpoenaed Trump's Twitter because um, there's information in there and direct messages and drafts and such, you know, things that aren't readily available if you just look at his dormant Twitter account. And now he's attacking, they attacked my Twitter account. It's not an attack when there's a warrant and there's only a warrant issued when there's cause. So, you know, all of his bullshit gaslighting and finger pointing this stuff wouldn't be happening if he hadn't done things that provoked them you know you can't just get a warrant to search mar-a-lago or go into someone's twitter account unless you do something that gives them probable cause the judge has got to sign off on that too so there was enough proof for a judge to say yeah go take a look that's right and the other thing is that i i have a feeling that i don't think donald trump writes his own tweets you know, I, he's, he's not that smart to be so divisive. I mean, whoever <laughs> writes his stuff is is, 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 is really structured and, and, and pissing people off and dividing this country. I think yeah. there's a Russian agent that, that tweets some, I mean, Twitters him, and, and all he does is copy and paste. And he just puts it out there when they tell him, okay, yeah, it's four o'clock, you some put of this it, one out there. The stuff that, the, the ones that use big words that he obviously doesn't know, those yes. those are obviously written by someone else. But some of the shit in all caps or the, you know, you come after me, I'm coming after you. Oh, that's all him. Yeah. That's all him. Uh, I don't even, I think he's too stupid for that. Yeah. I think, I think someone says, now's the time. I think he's got a strategist because. He does not have the, the brain power to be a strategist. Okay. And he's a, he, you yeah, know, that's my opinion. I mean, I, I hope. I got you. I, I think I'm you right. You could be wrong. I think I'm right. Yeah. yeah I could be wrong. But no, I, I'm I think sure I'm right, he has though. some people, but but some of the stuff that he writes in the middle of the night and the all caps rants, that's him. That's all him. He's unhinged. And I guess well, that's not even the right word, because if he, uh, saying he's unhinged means that he was ever hinged in the first place. <laughs> Great. Well, it could be that four hundred guy, that four hundred pound guy in, in uh, his basement, right? In, yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. maybe that his name was Kafefe. Remember that? that <laughs> Who could forget? I wish I could. Uh, uh, I wish we could. All right, have a good one. Leave you alone. All right, Robert. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Bye, uh, Robert Naples. Everyone. All right. Yeah. See, this is how it works on the show. You can call in. I don't have any screeners. Uh, if I can get to your call, I'll take it. But you're welcome to call in. 
as long as I don't have a guest. When I have a guest, don't call. But, uh, you know, in the first half hour, usually before a guest comes on, feel free, 954-889-6410. Anything you want to talk about. Now, the other story that broke today that has me going, what the actual fuck is Clarence Thomas? These, these, these people on the Supreme Court who think that they're above the law, they think that what, their shit doesn't stink? So ProPublica is out again today with another massive piece. You think we got it all because of his uh, little travels on his one, one, one billionaire's private jets? Au contraire, ma frère. The most complete accounting yet of the high life of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas shows much, much more than previously known. More private jets, more more fancy vacations, more more sporting events, all gifts from mega-rich businessmen and documented through Uh. public and private records, plus interviews by ProPublica. Justice Thomas has been living a life of extreme luxury for 30 years, underwritten by at least four different ultra-wealthy benefactors. Earlier reports have revealed lavish gifts to Thomas, including a house for his mother and this nine-day vacation in Indonesia from conservative billionaire Harlan Crow. I come from regular stock. Who also (laughs) underwrote a film about Thomas's humble taste. I prefer the RV parks. Now the list of benefactors includes three more names according to ProPublica, David Sokol, Wayne Huizinga, and Tony Novelli. Oh, God. The report says the four moguls collectively treated Thomas to 38 destination 38. vacations, including a previously unreported voyage on a yacht around the Bahamas, yeah. 26 private Ouch. jet flights, plus an additional eight by helicopter, a dozen VIP passes to professional and college sporting events, two stays at luxury resorts in Florida and Jamaica, and one standing invitation to an Uber-exclusive golf that would club. Be Uber. The dollar value, likely in the, the millions. millions, little of which appeared in required financial disclosures, according to ProPublica. Little of which, can we say none of which, because Clarence Thomas thinks he's above it all, that he doesn't have to disclose these things. This is disgusting. This is vomit-inducing. And, you know, and I'm sitting here, you know, one of the reasons I'm in a shitty mood today is, (laughs) here, I'll tell you what's going on. So, David's phone, we all do it with cell phones, you know, can't live with them, can't live without them. I was talking to somebody the other day about, remember watching Star Trek when we were kids and they had the communicators and they could talk to people wherever they were and thinking how cool that was. That could never happen in our lifetimes. Here we've got everything in our fingertips, right? Except sometimes they're shit. Now he and I have the same exact phone and no, we do not have iPhones. I'm anti-Apple because I hate that everything's proprietary with them, and they're too expensive. So, I, I am I am the anti Apple person. I, I I my my computers are PCs, and my phone is an Android. Just saying. So I always have to be different. I can't ever just go with the the crowd, you know. But his phone, and he and I have the same exact phone. We got him at the same time. Mine's fine. His has never ever worked right, and they've already replaced it once. So now, yesterday. <laughs> last two days it's been a mess um so finally we checked and he can get an upgrade so he he did the whole thing the upgrade and because the account's in my name 
I get this thing saying uh, you need to docu-sign the, the sales agreement. But meanwhile, with T- we're with T- I've been with T-Mobile for 16 years. And, and um, so apparently there's a deal. Once they get his old phone back, then the deal will kick in. And he'll, his, he'll have to pay $15 a month for his phone instead of $34 a month for 24 months for his phone. But I get the docu-sign thing. And it set, it has that the, those terms thirty four dollars a month for twenty four months. And I called T Mobile and I said, I I can't sign this because I'm basically signing that I'm going to pay double what the cost should be. And they said, Oh, we know, but that's just the you know that's just how it's written. And once we get the the phone back his old phone and we 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 certify that it's in the condition he said it is then we'll apply it to the account and then the promotional price will kick in but it'll take one or two cycles and i said so can i just get anything in writing that says that and they said well no because it's already printed up and it's docusign and you just have to sign it and i'm like i can't I won't sign something that says we're going to pay $34 a month for the next 24 months when it's supposed to be $15 a month. I just can't. And so went back and forth. I hung up on the first guy, called back again. I had a woman who's like, oh, I fully understand what you're saying. Let me see what I can do. And she comes back and says, well, there's nothing really I can do. You just have to sign that. I'm like, but I can't. She goes, well, we can't change the text. I said, then send me another email with exactly what you just told me. Oh, well, we can't do that. And I said, well, then I can't sign this. And then the bitch in me says, I guess I'm just going to have to take my 16 years with T-Mobile and the four phones that we have on this account and move them to Verizon or AT&T. And she's like, well, let me see what I can do. I'm like, yeah, you do that. So, you know, you know. Um, d- uh, d- uh. And that's only part of it. I'm tell- That's not what got me completely up in arms. I had a thing with Amazon. <laughs> I had a thing. Believe me, I've been fighting with everybody today. And, you know, we're dealing with a move. And we're dealing with a brain tumor. And we're dealing with shit. And... I I would like another ketamine infusion, but I'm not due for one for another (laughs) week and a half. So, you know, yeah. No, believe me, I don't want to go to Verizon. I don't want to change anything, but I'm not going to sign something that says I'll pay double the price for this phone than we're supposed to. So I told you I can be a bitch. Um, There's another story, and it's here in Florida. And I've been telling you about, I've been telling you about Ron DeSantis for four years now. And people are like, oh, but he won. He was reelected by like a 40 vote, a 40 point margin or whatever. Bullshit. It's bullshit. What happened was, and if anybody, if any of these Steve Kornackis had bothered to look at exactly where the votes came from, they would have seen that Ron DeSantis didn't increase his number of votes from 2018 to 2022 or whatever the years were don't hold me to those numbers um but by by 40 points 
No, he got he got a minuscule amount more votes this time than he did in his first election. The difference was the Democrats stayed home because they didn't have a candidate to vote for because many of them said, I'm not voting for Charlie Crist. So they just didn't vote and, and because the Florida Democratic Party at that point was a memory. They were just non-existent. And that's why DeSantis won by 40 points or whatever the ridiculous number was. Not because he was so great, because the Democrats were so shitty. And I'm afraid that's what we're looking at now, but I'm getting ahead of us. We'll wait wait on that for how he climbed. This time, what death sentence did was... um, you know, we we talk about it constantly. Now, no, no more Shakespeare. Can't you can't teach Shakespeare in high school because <gasps> sex? Oh my God! Shakespeare talked about sex and invoked sex. Oh my God! I take exception to that. Teaching children that the human body is something to be ashamed of and that sex is bad. That's how you wind up with people like Ron DeSantis and and Matt Gates who go around fucking underage girls. It's here uh, you can tell I'm getting ratcheted up again. Anyway, this time what DeSantis did is he took a duly elected prosecutor in Osceola and um uh, uh I think Orange Counties. Um her name is uh uh Worrell. Um God, what is her first name? I'm forgetting. Monique. I believe it's Monique Worrell. Um, and he re- he removed her from her job yesterday. She was elected by a huge margin. Like, she had a big margin. She was elected state attorney for Orange and Osceola counties. And DeSantis ousted her from office yesterday, saying that, um, uh, that, that she was... She was um, uh, derelict in her duties, and this guy that she put that he put a black woman by the way the only black female state attorney I believe in the state of Florida, and he fired her somebody who was elected to office I don't think he has the right to do that but he's doing it anyway because he doesn't think he's governor he believes he's dictator well he's got the dick part right so this guy that that he put in in her place. His name is Andrew Bain, and he's a black man, but he's also a member of the Federalist Society. And DeSantis appointed him to the Orange County Judicial Bench in 2020. And yes, he is a sharp departure from Monique Worrell, who was elected. Um, And here's some of what uh, Mr. Bain said yesterday. Effective immediately, I'm rescinding the catch and release policy that has been in place for too long. Oh, this was in an email to the state attorney's office that was obtained by the Orlando Sentinel through a public records request. He said, we must return to the principle of prosecutorial discretion, one that relies on a thorough analysis of each case's facts and the laws of Florida. Well, the catch and release program allowed people awaiting a hearing in immigration court to be released from custody. She said it was to, you know, to get rid of the backlog and the overcrowding in the prisons. And she said one of her major efforts um, in 
in office was the expansion of diversion programs to connect those arrested with low-level charges to services that address the root causes of crimes. The same programs also seek to avoid penalizing those accused of nonviolent crimes with a criminal record that may stop them from being able to find work or qualify for housing. But, but he's doing away with her diversion programs. he's he's doing away with any programs that were instituted to help people so that even if they did commit a crime, they could, once they pay their debt to society, could have a productive life afterwards. All this Whedon guy wants to do is punish them. Oh, no, uh, is is punish them. His name is not Whedon. His name is uh, Bain. Sorry. Um, The whole thing is so distasteful so distasteful so this Whedon guy I'm going to be a minute late for Howie Klein you know what maybe let's maybe we'll get Howie on the line and then I can share this with him because I think he needs to write about this a down with tyranny so and and I'll tell you something I could certainly use a dirty Debbie today so who's ever mixing them up make mine a triple please are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes, and they're all fresh. You're going to love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and french fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. Little cookies. Tell the quality of that. <laughs> Most restaurants give you a mint. But at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Hello, Howie Klein. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, I've had better days. I'm kind of frustrated today. I was just I was just sharing with my listeners the story of the latest from uh, Ron DeSantis, who, because his presidential campaign is faltering, that's my polite way of saying he's he's dead. Um, it, did you, you heard about his latest outrage, right? He fired another elected Democratic state attorney. I did. I heard about that. That's exciting. Yeah, this but is the second that, one he's done this to. Yes. How, how you know that, well, I'll, let me come back to that in a second, but uh, how about him like telling Florida school children that they're not allowed to use nicknames anymore unless their parents agree? So if your name is Susan, you have to be known as Susan, not Sue, unless oh your parents in writing give you permission to be called Sue. Where the hell is that coming from? This man is so... For the party that says, oh, we're the party of small government, and government is not the answer, uh, it, no. they, they want to they stick their dick into everything. I mean, it's, it, you know, when people say, well, you can't really call him a fascist <laughs> because he didn't build Auschwitz yet. Oh, come on. But everything he's doing is the mark of a fascist, an authoritarian dictator. Yep. Uh, and can I you tell know, you something? With this if, school, if the, I think this is going to be it for him. This is, even, even these idiots in Florida, no offense, are going to freak out from this. Oh, well, they should. 
they should first of all this um this this state attorney monique worrell uh for orange and osceola counties which includes the orlando area she won yeah. her election by a pretty large margin um and from, yes and what everything and she's the only black woman state attorney i believe in the state of florida and and, and this follows him ousting another state attorney some months ago who waited too long according to the supreme court the state supreme court to do anything about it that he didn't file his protest quickly enough so they threw out his case this one well he he actually he he filed with a federal court who who found in his favor but said you know that you've got to go to the through the state for this and then he went to the state and and i mean instead of calling it the florida supreme court why don't you just call it the santa's supreme yes. court which is what it is right. his, his people who he put in there for you know for a very specific reason and the reason like this yeah so uh you know but the guy who it was a year ago it was it was 11 right. months ago That's that he right. ousted uh, the guy in Tampa right and and Rachel had him on list I oh, know it wasn't Rachel it was one of the uh, MSNBC hosts had him right. on last night did you, did you see him on there yes I saw I saw about a minute of it yeah so I was kind of liking him and thinking he was doing well yeah. and then all of a sudden he pulled one of these both sides thing saying you know, whether it's a Republican ousting a Democratic state uh, attorney, I mean, whether it's a Republican ousting a Democratic state attorney or a Democrat ousting a Republican state authority. And I just got so angry that I just shut the TV off. I, uh, I, I mean, and I, That's probably why I said I didn't hear the whole thing like this. Right. Tell me who. See, this is my whole thing. Every time one of them says something, well, you know, I heard that one of the, one of the Trumpers being interviewed the other day on TV say, you know, Biden, he's he's a he he's a he he's guilty of bribery. He should be in jail. I'm like, get where? What did he bribe? Who did he bribe? Give me proof. There's nothing there, but they throw this bullshit out that Trump spews and they repeat it like they have some facts. There's no facts. There's no proof. There's, and, and it there's wasn't nothing. That he was a, they're not saying that he was bribing anybody. They were saying that he was bribed. Oh, it's that he was bribed. I see. So, so the thing about it is this. The reason that there's a lot of smoke, I hate to say this now, but Bi- and, and Biden's whole life in politics has been, um, this isn't new. Right. Biden's whole family He's are a bunch of lobbyists. He's an old school politicians, right? And that's no, no lobbyists. Okay, and and they have gotten a lot of. They've all used his name to get far. There and what there is isn't is any proof that he participated in it. Right, but everyone knows he did. Uh, to what extent do you think he personally benefited, like Trump's family benefited from his time in office? Do you think Joe it, Biden? Maybe, is, but I, I don't. I don't know that. But his family has. Okay, uh, perhaps. Um, but you know, I'm sorry, you can't do one without the other. If they want to go after Biden, go for it. But you can't say that the Trump family is not guilty of anything. So sure you can. Well, but that's they. I mean, we, no. we can't. But they can right. They'll do whatever they want. I mean, Comer is just a hack. Yes, Trump he is. is insisting that they impeach Biden. Absolutely <laughs> insisting. Not. I mean, obviously, Biden's not going to get uh, uh, thrown out of office. Uh-huh. But they, they, he is. Trump is insisting on an impeachment, just to say, look, we, you know, yeah, I was impeached, but so is he. It's equal. Oh, God. 
it's not equal. That's the thing. You can say you can say whatever you want about Biden. He didn't try to overturn an election. And if he lost, he would go home and say and concede. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't anybody who attacks him. I I read the story earlier um, about Fonnie Willis. Did you hear about this? That he's he's alleging that one, she's a racist, of course, because anybody who's not him is a racist. But the other that she had an affair with this rapper that she was prosecuting or defending. I don't I don't even know which way is up. All the guy said was we had an anti nephew or mother-son kind of talks and we had a cool relationship he never alluded to any kind of romantic relationship but trump's out there saying that that she had an affair with this guy what is wrong with him no (laughs) you know if you have to look at trump's characteristics like narcissism and sociopathy you know one of the things that has defined him from as long as any of us have have known him through through the media is um, projectionism. Yes. If you want to know what he's thinking, what, what he is, doing. what he is going to do, what he has done, just see what he says about his enemies. That's it. Yep. Uh, and did, did, you, did you read the two uh, uh, deranged posts that he wrote on Truth Media today about, uh, about Biden? No. I, d- I they don't They were all about read. himself. They, were all, they all define him. Uh, if you want, I can read them. Please. I, I don't have truth social and I, I really, I, I intentionally try to ignore anything and everything that comes out of that man's mouth or mind because it's okay, too depressing. No, I want you to. You, you share it with us, please. Okay. So uh, I won't, I mean, there are lots of capitals and <laughs> things it's like that. Caps, I'm not going right? to go through right, that. Gotcha. But I'll just read it as it is. Okay. I think that crooked Joe Biden is not only dumb and incompetent, I believe he has gone mad a stark raving lunatic with his horrible with his horrible and country whatever that means threatening environmental open borders and DOJ slash FBI weaponization <laughs> policy he is a mental catastrophe that is leading our country to hell. So that so he oh did he God. wrote that and then literally Two minutes later, he had a start again, and it was what crooked Joe Biden, who can't string two sentences together, has done to our once great country through his open borders catastrophe may go down as the greatest and most damaging mistake ever made in U.S. history. (laughs) It is not even believable that such incompetence and stupidity could have been allowed to happen. Our country is being destroyed by a man with the mind ideals and iq of a first grader oh my this god invasion of our country must stop immediately it cannot be allowed to continue you're so, right you know he's writing he's about himself. himself exactly by the things he says about biden in terms of incompetence in terms of stupidity <laughs> i mean in terms of the damage that he's done to the country right remember when you were a kid i'm rubber you're glue everything you say bounces off me and sticks to you <laughs> Yeah. That's what he is. He's he's in second grade, and he's got the mentality of an eight year old or less. And and everything he says, you can turn around because he's describing himself. Yep, that's projectionism. Wow, I, I it's just I, it's just too much. So uh, you know we've got to focus on the good. The good this week is Ohio. A O way to go, Ohio, and um. And are they? And they're they're doubling down on 
on the abortion stuff. Laura Ingraham's like, we got to take control. We got to say we outlaw. We overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah, you do that. Please keep it up. Make that and put that in every ad. And I and many, many other people uh, responded to her tweet saying, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, baby, keep on. You you keep pushing that message. You do that. That's what the today's Republican Party is all about, denying women their right to do with their bodies as as they think they should. And then um what's her name that that uh that blonde that she's not a, as much as a big deal anymore, but she was at one time she oh, writes Ann a lot Coulter. of books. Very very right wing. Ann, well, Ann Coulter. Yep. Right. Then she kind of she said, knows. you know, Keep doing this, and there won't be one Republican left in elected office. Yes. Well, you know what? She also, saw, and the reason she's not such a big deal anymore is because um, she she outed Trump. She called him for what he is, and they don't want to hear it. These lemmings, these maggots do not want to hear it. They will believe anything this, this, this con man says. Indeed. It's and- astounding. Yep. And, uh, I mean, that's that's the one thing. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel that, they, that we're on the verge of a, uh, a blue wave again. No matter how bad the Democrats are, no matter how uh, unpopular Biden is, Trump is going to give us a blue wave. Yeah. And abortion. And abortion. You Keep up the war on women's rights. What happened in Ohio was huge because a lot of Republican women quietly went to the polls and said, this is bullshit. You're not going to tell me what I can and can't do with my body. And they voted no. And they, yep. they, they specifically did this in August. They set up this special election. I saw somebody commented on your blog at downwithtyranny.com that, though the Democrats screwed up here, they should have put this on the ballot in, in, in November 24. It wasn't the Democrats who did this. It was the Republicans because they were trying to raise the threshold to a, for, for a constitutional amendment so that the Democrats in November couldn't put through their, their right to, for a woman to have an abortion in, in the Constitution. They thought by doing it in August, they were being so sly and that everyone, no one was paying attention. Well, they were paying attention, all right. Indeed. I went through every single county. There are 88 counties in Ohio. I went through every one of them. Basically, the Democrats won about a dozen counties that the Republicans normally win. So they, they, fl- they flip them. But forget that. In counties that would normally give the Republicans, say, a 20-point uh, margin against the Democrats, uh-huh. it went you know, 10 or 15 points. So, e- so even in the counties, where, which were mostly small rural counties, even in those counties that the Republicans did win, it was much by much smaller margins than they than they would be expected to win. So so you know the Republicans in Ohio are flipping out now, but they're flipping. They're like saying the craziest things, like you know basically the Democrats stole the election. Uh, you know, it's kind of stuff like that. And, and the thing that's funny about that is that is that the election apparatus is run by the Republicans. The Secretary of State is in charge. He's not only is he a Republican. But he based his, he's running for the Senate now. He's trying to take on Sherrod Brown. Right. And he based his whole campaign on this abortion thing. And I'm thinking, how clueless are these people? Don't they realize what this, and they don't. Good. I mean, there were, there were some Republicans, by the way, 
who who said this is crazy and they and they opposed it. So so that did happen. Okay. You know, uh, no, no current Republicans, but former Republican governors, for example, there were two of them who campaigned against it. Uh, a former attorney general, a Republican woman, campaigned against it. But basically, the whole Republican apparatus, all of the current um, uh, Republicans in office, from Governor Mike DeWine, DeWine to uh, uh, the current uh, Republican senator, uh, J.D., what's his name? Vance. Just thank you, J.D. Vance. Yeah. They were, I mean, they didn't just say, yeah, we're for, we're for this thing. They were all out on the hustings campaigning for it, so they've all tarred themselves now. Uh, you know, the person who probably is the happiest person in Ohio uh, yesterday and today, Sherrod Brown. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I like Sherrod Brown. I think he's I think he's good. Um, uh, he could be a little more progressive, but hey, I would take him in a heartbeat. I think he's a sensible, no bullshit kind of guy from what I know of him. And um, so, you know, Howie Klein, I'm reading through Down with Tyranny today and you are you've you've published a bunch of posts. Actually, any one of them we could sit here and talk about. But what I'm noticing is you're getting into the electoral weeds a bit. And so this is a good time because we haven't in a while to talk about Blue America, that you run the Blue America PAC along with Digby and John Amato. And and you find, and I've been doing this for many years, identify great progressive candidates and raise money for them. It's not like most other PACs that... You know, it's a little side hustle for who is ever running it, and they, they skim a few bucks off the top. You guys don't do that. Every dollar you raise goes directly to the candidates, though you don't coordinate with them because you're a PAC and you're not allowed to, right? Um, well, we have we have two two PACs. We have okay. a regular PAC where we can talk with, to the candidates, okay. and then we have an, uh, an IE, an independent expenditure PAC, and that's where, that's where the wall goes up. Gotcha. That's when we talk to the candidates. Okay, but either way, all the money goes to the to promote these candidates, these great progressive candidates, and you screen every one of them. And and uh, a lot of people want to be endorsed by Blue America, want to be supported by Blue America, but don't quite make the cut. That's right. A lot of them don't make the cut. So, but you know who is making the cut? Who? Uh, and, and I was so proud to see after Blue America endorsed um, in, this, in the Rhode Island um, special election, which is coming right up, uh, I, I, I was really, really happy to see everybody jump on board for Aaron Regenberg. Um, so he, he's a great progressive. He's proven himself in the state legislature and uh, also in um, – in his environmental legal uh, profession, and he and we we've, we've known him we we before we've endorsed him in the past, and uh, and now and Bernie jumped on board. Oh, good! And the the uh, pro, pro, the um, Congressional Progressive Caucus came on board, and and he he I mean, getting him in, into Congress is, is worth. You know, I don't know, half a dozen or a dozen normal Democrats. That's how good he is. He'll he on day one, he will be one of the best Democrats in Congress. And he's running against a crook who got caught um, handing in forged, uh, you know, forged signatures on on her uh, ballots or oh on her um, petitions. And at first, it was just one. And now, you know, that happens sometimes. Some eager beaver. Uh, signature collector does it. So people don't really get uh, held to account when it's one. Then it was two, then it was three, then it was four, and then it was like every county <laughs> in, in the district. I mean, th- this is how she operated. And, uh, and then she got off. 
she didn't get punished for it because she's the, the uh, lieutenant governor, uh-huh. and uh, she has all, all these friends who just, who let who let her loose, and uh, and and she's the main uh, opposition. Although there are twenty candidates in the race, <laughs> of course there are. Uh, there are there are other races. You know, you you did a post about here in Florida where Rick Scott is up for reelection. Uh, and and they can't get a decent Democrat to run against him. Seriously, they're, they're, Chuck Schumer wants Debbie Mercasel Powell, who lost <laughs> her congressional seat. So, yeah, she's the perfect one to go up against Rick Scott in the Senate. What? Because she was and she ran in a relatively blue district. Yes, and she, and she lost. Yeah. So, you know, um, I have like a feeling but it's just a feeling and, and really don't take, and I hope no one takes it more than just okay. a feeling that I've got. So in the last two days, yesterday and today, I've gotten three, four, five emails from uh, David Hogg. Okay. So have I. Da- oh, yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah. Right. I don't even know if he's, I, he's probably not even old enough to run actually. Mm, he's old enough for the, to run for the house. Run for Congress, right. But he can't run for Senate. Right. But you know, the thing that I like is David Hogg. I mean, I yes. think he's really good and I, and I like him. Mm-hmm. The thing that I don't like is that he seems to be, uh, you know, a proponent of um, identity politics. Yeah. So, okay, he's not a woman. He's not a minority, a specific minority. Instead, he's saying, you know, we're starting a pact to elect young people. Right. Right. Well, you know, I just don't I just don't go for it. Do I want more young people in Congress? Absolutely. But that but, shouldn't be the selling but, point. That should be a benefit. What I want is more from. good people in yes. Congress. That's right. what I want. More yep. s- smart progressives. I'm with um, you. And, it, and I don't care how old they are. If they're if they're smart, like Bernie wouldn't make it to in, into their pack. No. Right. That's true. But, uh, you know, neither would Elizabeth Warren. Nope. And on the other hand, you know, he's all up, you know, talking about, uh, what's his name? Um, can't remember that kid's name. Oh, Maxwell Frost. In Orlando. Maxwell young, Frost. Yes, Maxwell Alejandro Frost. And, you know, this is the guy who, who won by taking a million dollars from Sam Bankman Fried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, want, I would like to see some kind of integrity. More than uh, and some kind of um, than more than age. Yes, uh, Ethic- he, PB he, in the chat room. Talker. In the chat room, uh, PB says ethical progressives. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. So Aaron Regenberg, he's the guy. Very cool. Um, now, so you know, we're we're getting ready to move to Arizona. I hope soon. Um, and I'm How soon? I, soon. I've heard you talk about right. it a lot. I but, know but, uh, we, we should have been. Really- have you found a place? No, we're we're going to rent, and I'm looking at rentals. But I'm not, you know, it's things come up every month that I can't really until we know exactly when we're going to be there. But we're getting closer for a number of reasons that I'm not going to get into right now. But we were delayed. And where in Arizona is it, is it going to be in Maricopa County or are probably you move to yes? Tucson? No, I'd love to go to Tucson, but David, you know, David is is old school, and because he went to Arizona State. Apparently, there's a rivalry between Arizona State, that's in Tempe, in, in Maricopa County, and uh, University of Arizona, which is in Tucson. And the two, they hate each other. I find that the, the intercollegiate rivalry is really stupid. I How hear, many decades ago was this? Oh, four or five, whatever. I mean, 
Time to let it go? Yes. But he I, I know Danny's gonna come running in here and start arguing with us. <laughs> probably any minute now. But no, he but his son lives in Tempe. His son also went to Arizona State that, and still that's lives a good there. Reason. Right. So we're looking in that I'm and here he is. Um, oh, he's just shaking his fist. All right, go away. We got you. I got you. But the, the, um, um, I'm looking at the areas sort of just off of Tempe, the Gilbert and Chandler, and even um, there's a Queen something that that look that look nice, a little further away from Phoenix. But yeah. you know, I don't need to commute into the city, and it's there if we need it. So um, I'd love to go to Tucson. I've got friends in Tucson, but it, so let, we're going to rent. The better so, in Tucson. And, I know and, it is. And when I say the weather is better, that's a serious thing. I know it because is because you know how you must know how <laughs> how hot it gets. I do. There. I do. But you know what? Now it's looking like we'll get there hopefully late September. And um, I, I took your microphone out of here, so you you have to come over. What? Queen Creek. Queen Creek. No, it's not Queen. Oh, yeah, it is Queen Creek. Okay, Queen yes. Creek. It's because of the what? Yes, I, I know. Well, do we want to go into that now? Okay, so, so, okay, so here's the other reason. David has a brain tumor. It's a pituitary tumor that is sitting right on his optical nerve chiasm i think it's called so it's right there and there's no there's no easy way out the mayo clinic is there so he was going to get it taken care of here which is why one reason we were delayed but now we're thinking we're gonna we're gonna get the hell out of here get there and he can deal with it there but this is this is upended everything this is just taking over our lives right now so it's another reason why i'm in the in the in the you know the 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 roller coaster, mental roller coaster I'm in right now. Um, so we're looking at going sooner rather than later. Um, so sooner meaning meaning hopefully in the net within the next month. I mean, I'm now is, now officially packing again. Right. So and and isn't it, uh, do you rent now in Florida? No, no. But long story. But no, we we're out of here. We can get out of here anytime. And um, so yeah, so we're going to rent there. Um, and I'm looking there, you know, what are we going to stay in Florida? My daughter right now is going to stay in Florida. Um, I'm hoping that once we get out there and she comes out and visits, she'll come and move. But yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, 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 that's it. So, um, anyway, the, the, I'm thinking, and I saw that, uh, um, uh, Carrie Lake is jumping into the Senate race. So it's like, <laughs> That's oh, actually come a good on. thing. Yeah, I guess it is a good thing. But, you know, Simon Rosenberg, who heads up the new Democrats, that's like his thing. Uh, right, he but he's on, very smart anyway. He is very smart. He is very smart. And I had him on the show some months back. And the one thing we disagreed on is he does not believe that um, that any incumbent Democrat should be primaried. And so today I tweeted at him uh, because I, I reached out to Ruben Gallego because I want to get him on the show. And I tweeted to Simon Rosenberg. I said, so do you think that nobody should primary uh, Kirsten Cinema?" And he said, not at all. He said, she's no longer a Democrat, number one. And number two, I've already endorsed Ruben Gallego. I think he can beat anyone. So, good. Um, what do you think about Ruben Gallego? I think that he is a, uh, a, a, a good candidate. Okay. Right. To run in this race. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be the dirtiest uh. Senate race that any of us know. 
Yeah. I mean, I know because I, I know someone who's involved, and uh, and cinema is going to just run uh. an unbelievably filthy uh, campaign. Everyone who's hearing this now, please remember what I'm saying so that I can get the credit from you. Okay. Uh, yes, that it's going to be unbelievably dirty. Well, with Kirsten Cinema and Carrie Lake, oh my God, I can't even imagine how ugly it's going to be. Well, she's going after Gallego. All of the, not after Carrie. All of the um, polls, every poll I've seen, both private and public, show Gallego winning a three-way race. Good. A two-way race or a three-way race. Okay. Well, I hope so. I hope so. He seems like a decent guy. Again, I've never spoken to him, never interviewed him. Um, I know he represents a pretty conservative district in Arizona, but a lot of Arizona is pretty conservative. No, no. No, he represents very, very uh, progressive district. Oh, does he? I'm sorry, then I have it wrong, obviously. Downtown. Downtown Phoenix. Oh, okay. All right. Well yeah. then. I'm yeah, he, he yeah he he's a military guy who got into who got into Congress. He uh, you know he's he's been he's and he joined the Progressive Caucus. He's been pretty good. Okay, good. And uh, I do I like him. What I've seen of him, I like him. Every once in a while, he says something that I kind of cringe a little bit, but I do yeah. that with everybody. <laughs> so it, what he's going to be the best senator Arizona has had in decades. Good. Good. Uh, and and I, I'm looking forward to being able to vote for him. Uh, if if Florida is going to put Debbie Mercasel Powell <laughs> up against Rick Although Scott. people down there who, who are involved with, with politics down there will tell me she won't do it. Oh, I hope not. But but who are they going to get? They still don't have a bench here. And it's it, it's <laughs> just so depressing. Yeah. It's horrible. They've just ceded Florida and, and to the crazy. Because if there is a, a Democratic or a blue wave this time, and uh, and, and he's he's a fairly unattractive candidate anyway. Uh, Rick Scott, oh they my should God. have a, they should have someone who could possibly win running. I mean, right now I, I don't I don't see that I don't see that. No, I'm right, no bench. Yeah, there's nobody ready to step in and and run, which is astounding. There's a wide open, but, but there's nobody coming up. There's no like great congressperson that I could say, oh, this person should run. No, there's nobody here. Florida, it's like they turned over the, I got to tell you this quick story. So I'm selling shit in the house. Anybody needs anything? We got stuff. So this big, beautiful, <laughs> decorative mirror, I, you know, that I listed on Facebook Marketplace, and this woman came over to get it. And uh, I, when she walked in the house, I said, excuse the mess. We're, we're moving. I'm packing. I'm getting rid of stuff. And she's like, oh, where are you going? And I said, um, Arizona. She goes, oh, well, I guess not. If not Florida, then Arizona. And I said my usual line, at least they didn't elect the fascists. And she looked at me kind of quizzically. Now, this was a... Youngish, probably 30-ish, 35-ish, beautiful black woman. And I'm thinking, you like you like Ron DeSantis? She goes, I moved here for him. She moved here from oh North Carolina. I'm like, you like what he's doing to the schools? Yeah, because it's not what you think. I'm like, oh, it's exactly what I know. It's not what I think. She said, well, the media misinterprets things. I said, no. Uh, it depends what media you're listening to. And I didn't want to argue with her. I'm like, just give me the money and get the fuck out. Take the mirror and go. I, I was much nicer than that. But then, you know, she she zelled me the money. So I got her last name and I looked her up because I, I was driving a nice Lexus. She, again, beautiful woman. Turns out she was a Miss USA, Miss, Miss North Carolina winner from North Carolina in the Miss USA pageant. I'm like, that's it. She's a Trumper. She's a beauty pageant kind of person. 
And I guess these people are just made of something different. I, she said her whole family are Democrats and liberals. The people she works with, they're all on my side, but she's, she's, a, she's a conservative. It's like, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, a screw loose. Who knows? Yeah. So it's all right. Enjoy the mirror. Thank you. I'll take your money now. Leave my house. <laughs> So there you go. Um, I had a couple of uh, funny experiences with people who have come over to buy stuff, haven't you? Always. Well, it's Florida. You're going to have weird experiences with people because they are weird. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange place. And I don't expect much better in Arizona, to be honest. I pe- and, and look, I embrace weird. Uh, you know, I'm far from normal. Uh, you know, but... Um, I I I I want to be away from the DeSantis uh, fascist lovers because I don't know how anyone could say, "Oh, I moved here for him." Scary. Okay. All right. Bye. Well, before we go, though, I just wanted to ask you if you if you knew Robbie Robertson. Uh, I never met him. He came up to KSCA once and did an interview. I got to say hello and shake his hand, but no, so sad. Um, I, and I recommended that everybody go listen to. Uh, somewhere down the crazy river, which is my favorite of his songs, even my favorite, even over the band songs, I love that that song. So um, sad, but he was eighty years old. Look, our our contemporary. I had no idea he was that old. I, I wouldn't have ever guessed it. Me, he either. took care of himself. He really did. And everything that I heard, he was a good guy. You know, you hear so many stories of of rock stars being assholes. Although for me, the the, the rule has been more that most of them are nice people it's the exception that are the assholes but um everything i heard about robbie robertson even when the rest of the band was fighting and and going overboard with drugs and all the drama he was above it all he just didn't participate in that shit for the most part yeah well he got he got so, so much of the uh there's songwriting royalties that I'm sure he wanted to hold, <laughs> hold everything together as much as he could. Right. And everybody else wanted the royalties when he was really doing all the songwriting. And uh, did you ever work with him? Did you know him? I did know him a little bit. I mean, uh, no, we never worked together, but but I, I, I knew him and I liked the band very, very much. Uh-huh. And um, I, uh, who was it? Oh, yeah, Bill Graham asked me to photograph the, uh, the last waltz uh-huh. as... So I, you know, met everybody at the, at that time in, in in a very good way. You know, I meant to bring it in here to show. I have, I've had, it's in my, it's been in my garage. I have an original poster from the last waltz. Unfortunately, uh, the 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 glass had cracked. It was framed. I took it from a radio station I worked at many years ago in Los Angeles, KNXFM, before they flipped to oldies when I still worked there. And, you know, anything that wasn't oldies related was, you know, put into storage. So I just took that because it was so cool. Well, the glass broke. And so there's a little bit of water damage on the actual poster itself. But if anybody wants an original Last Waltz poster with just slight discoloration at the bottom, but it still looks great. Um, get in touch. I, I, you know, everything is for sale. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah, and cheap. So I've got that. Uh, maybe I'll put up a picture of it tomorrow or something. Um, but yeah, no, it's I sad. remember. The, I remember what it looks like. There's like two people dancing, like uh, you know, like as though they're uh, witches or something. Yeah. Yes. In fact, let's see. Let's see if I can pull it up real fast. If if, if it comes up, the last waltz. 
poster. And that's still, you know, that's a movie to watch because it was so good. Even like David, my husband, does not like the band. I, I don't understand that, but he doesn't like. Oh, here's one. It's offered for concert poster. $189 on uh, on eBay. Hold on. Here it is. I'm putting it up on the screen now so everyone can see it. You're not watching, Howie, but this is the actual poster. Click to enlarge. There it is. Um, that's the same one that I have. And the price they're asking for it here on eBay is $189. So if anyone's interested, let me know. Very cool. <laughs> yep. So, and go watch the movie. That's, you know, even a better idea. Um, I, I have hundreds of uh, negatives uh, from that day. Wow. I just took pictures and pictures and pictures. Wow. Uh, I and I thought, like, oh, you know, maybe I should go and put one up. Uh, but, I, but I didn't. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I never need to say about him, really. I, I hear you. Nor did I. It's just, you know, I, other than that I'm sad to hear he died. And, um, yeah, look, we're, you know, we're getting older. This is going to be, I hate to say it because it sounds so doom and gloom, but this is going to be, uh, this is part of our lives now going forward. We're going to keep losing these musicians and artists that we grew up with because we're all getting older. So the last segment of the show every week can be that. <laughs> Who died this week? Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Well, that's sad, but it, it, it's life. It's the circle of life. Anyway. Right. I mean, there were so many people that died at the age of 26. That's right. Uh, and that was really scary. Now, you know, people living to 80, that's kind of nice. That is, that is kind of nice. Uh, and, and actually, somebody just mentioned um, uh, Chuck Hepner in the chat room said, in revolution, a conscious tool of the universe, quoting Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia also died on August 9th. Oh, wow. And, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And it was many years ago. I, I remember the day that he died because we were still on the air with KSCA in Los Angeles. So that's over 25 years ago already that Jerry Garcia died. This is how time has passed. It's just amazing. And so that day, because our station was the adventurous one, we went into all Grateful Dead music and we wound up being the only station in L.A. doing that. I wound up that, and I was doing the morning show, so I had been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. But that evening, I, I hosted this candlelight vigil at Griffith Park, and thousands of people showed up just to, you know, we played Grateful Dead music and had a party and, a, you know, uh, and there's, there's, there's video coverage of it all over YouTube. So I found videos of it of that day, but that was August 9th. So somebody made that correlation that I saw yesterday. I wouldn't have remembered it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Karina says August 9th is also the anniversary of the Nagasaki bomb. By the way, we saw Oppenheimer. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's a great movie. I did. I saw it and wrote about it and really loved it. Yeah, it was really good. Now I haven't seen Barbie yet. But I'm going to, especially now seeing that Bill Maher hated it so much. Did you hear what he said about it? I didn't. Everyone I know said it was great. Everyone said it was great, but Bill Maher went ballistic on it. He, here's a tweet. Okay, Barbie, I was hoping it wouldn't be preachy, man-hating, and a hashtag zombie lie which is apparently a term he came up with. Alas, it was all three. What is a zombie lie? Something that never was true, but certain people refused to stop saying it. Tax cuts for the rich increased revenues, for example, or something that used to be true. And he's going on this whole rant on Twitter. He wrote this whole big, long 
Barbie review. Oh, I guess because he's got a blue check, he can do longer uh, tweets. <laughs> or, sorry, X's. Um, spoiler alert. Barbie fights the patriarchy. And he goes on and on. Uh, just dissing the Barbie movie. And and to this, I just say, hey, Bill Maher, um, I, I got a little song for you. It goes like this. That's what I say to Bill Maher. <laughs> anyway, uh, on that note, I'm going to go see Barbie this weekend. I wanted to anyway, but now I really want to see it just because of him. Boy, it's someone who went from used to be funny to, you know, to total get off my lawn. He just needs to go home. He and Diane Feinstein should go right off into the sunset together. Yeah, she, she's, I think she's riding off into the sunset right now. She's in the hospital. I know. Well, I think she got out, but she fell. Oh. Apparently, she gave her daughter her uh, power of attorney. She's not making any decisions for herself, but she won't leave the Senate. She should not come back. They're on recess for the month. They don't get back until September. She should never return to the U.S. Senate. Mm. Anyway, I could keep going, but I'm in one of those moods. <laughs> Howie, I'll let you go. Uh, we'll talk next week. And um, Rick Smith says Bill's smoking too much weed. I'd say he's not smoking enough because he just needs to smoke some more and shut the fuck up. He's been smoking too much weed for decades. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, uh, it's, it's not doing its job anymore, I think. Anyway. All right. Howie Klein, find him at downwithtyranny.com. And when you're there, click on the Blue America Pack and check out all the great candidates they're supporting because we need to kick it into high gear. All right. Thanks, Howie. Bye-bye. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. And Karina said, I heard Oppie is best viewed in IMAX. No, we saw it in IMAX. There's no reason to watch it in IMAX, except unless you want to pay an extra $10 a ticket. Seriously, you don't have to see it. There's no reason. There's no special effects other than a couple of bomb explosions. No reason at all to see it in IMAX. Save your money for like a Star Wars or something that deserves to be seen in IMAX. Oppenheimer, save your money. See it, see it but see it on a regular screen. You don't have to pay extra for it. Okay, that's my public service for the day. Um, tomorrow, Lisa Graves will be here. And she will give us her expert legal opinion on the, the, the myriad of legal problems that the former guy is, um, is sweating over. And when I say sweating, oh, yeah, he is sweating. He is the definition of flop sweat. Just call it Trump sweat. All right. We're done. Um, I will see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Maniana. <laughs>